0: This is the master on Hakanui with Andy Muir Wednesday afternoon, Elvis Presley, uh, a bit better than yesterday's uninspired musical choice, I will say. Catching up with Bernadette Hunt, of course, Vice President for Federated Farmers here in Southland and farming out at Chatton. Good afternoon, Bernadette. How are you? Good, hey, thanks. How's everything looking on ranch heading into the winter months? Yeah, it's, it,
1: we're getting there. It's 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 bizarre though it's dry down down below um well you know if you get a little bit below the surface, it's still fairly dry, but gosh, it's got a bit soft on top, hasn't it so it's this weird double edged sort of um you know we we all know that the the aquifers and stuff need need water, and the the water table's pretty pretty low at the moment, but at the same time at this time of year the animals are making a mess of the paddock real quick even though even though there hasn't been a whole lot of rain, it's a bit frustrating.
0: Just counts down to the old adage farmers are never happy with the weather.
1: <laughs> <They're right. laughs> uh, we have had been extremely lucky though, haven't we, for the last the last few weeks, the way the the sunshine's holding on and getting a bit of warmth and I reckon there's been more growth in the lawn in the last fortnight than there was in all of all of the autumn. <laughs>
0: I think the killer's going to come on Friday. We're going right down to about 6 degrees high here on Gore. But in the meantime, like I said today, still 16 degrees. I mean, we keep talking about it, and sure enough, we're going to stop talking about it because the weather's going to crap itself. But this has definitely got a lot of people out of the dog box.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. And interestingly, I was saying this morning, sent my daughter off to school ready for cross-country today, and I think it's the first time I've ever sent kids off to school with cross-country and shorts and not made them wear tracksuit pants over the top. It's it's really warm for this time of year, for sure. You make yours wear
0: tracksuit pants. I must be a sucker for punishment. My boys just wear shorts all year. They don't
1: care. <laughs> oh, yeah, OK, maybe we're <laughs> soft.
0: <laughs> nah, not at all. Um, quite a bit on farmer's plates at the moment, Bernadette. Um, last night on the news, too, like spoke just previously with Sean Malloy um, about his situation regarding the piggeries, etc., the regulations there being faced. Is Regulation City on farm at the moment, isn't it?
1: Oh, look, it really is. It is it's It's really overwhelming. I was at a meeting uh, last week, which was a mixture of farmers and non-farmers, and kind of went around the room before it started, you know, how's everybody doing, how, what's everything going? And without exception, the farmers in the room were utterly jaded, overwhelmed, really struggling with um, coping with all the stuff that's being thrown at us at the moment and just feeling like um, nothing's ever enough. So, yeah, it's it's really tough. And gosh, what the pork industry are facing, um, you know, the, the set of welfare standards that have been proposed for them will absolutely decimate their industry in New Zealand, Um at the same time as we import, you know, pork products that are produced at a much lower standard, so there's no logic there at all. And interesting to note that the the committee that put those welfare recommendations together did not have a single representative of the pork industry on there at all. Um, so hardly surprising that the that what came out was an utter load of rubbish. But everybody still has to deal with it. And it creates a huge amount of stress and um, anxiety and work to to try and fight. To get something much more sensible, and just like what we saw with the winter grazing regulations, you know, if they just had talked to people, the right people to start with, it could have created, you know, just such a, a totally different different environment for for all of that to evolve from. And scarily, you know, there's there's also new welfare regulations for the dairy sector being consulted on at the moment, and the sheep and beef sector are still to come. They're they're, they're not far behind, so we've still got that that to hit us yet. It's 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 just ridiculous.
0: This is just going to come down to farmer fatigue, though, for farmers, pure and simple.
1: Yeah, it already is. Like, I I feel it myself, and I'm involved in feds and kind of, in a weird kind of way, um, get quite interested by some of this kind of stuff. But I'm feeling it. Like, I just have no desire to go to any more, you know, talk fest meetings or consultations or that kind of stuff, write submissions. You know, everybody I talk to has just had an absolute guts full of doing that kind of thing. Um, And, you know, it's just kind of hunkering down on farm and trying to do what they do and do it well and hope that somebody else sorts it all out, Um, which is all well and good. But then in the same breath, I can have conversations with the same people that go, oh, no, I'm not renewing my Feds membership this year. You know, I don't think they do anything. (laughs) And I kind of think, oh, for for goodness sake, you know, so you you think that, and and this is not taking anything away from Grunswell, and I've said it personally to these guys as well, people think that driving tractors down streets and making a whole lot of noise is going to get... Them anywhere in terms of you know significant improvements to some of these regulations, then then they're sadly mistaken. You know, look, like we need those, those tractor protests and things like that were great for making a bit of initial noise, but the actual work happens behind closed doors and in the rooms where the regulations worked on. And then when stupid regulation comes out, there is. Hours upon countless hours of work goes into working with government officials and the ministries and the ministers and all that kind of stuff to try and then get it sorted out. And, you know, eventually that work pays off, um, like we've seen with the winter grazing regulations. But without Feds there doing that work, we're stuck with a bag of crap. (laughs) Um, And, you know, so, so people that are kind of going, oh, I don't know what Feds does... It's a real hard one. It's because the stuff we do isn't headline-grabbing and it doesn't matter how many articles or opinion pieces we get in the local papers, they're not the ones that catch your eye and make you want to read them because it's not exciting and it's not, for a lot of people, it's not interesting and it's the stuff that makes you groan and switch off. But by golly, if we weren't there doing it, um, your life would be even worse and there'd be a whole lot more terrible stuff coming at you. So... um, yeah, it's a bit of an overt sales pitch, but me, you need your feds membership now more than you ever have before.
0: And just the way that fate has it, I'm speaking to Logan Evans from Groundswell next regarding the Three Waters meetings they've got coming up. Um, the Three Waters is a massive issue as well, and all of a sudden farmers drinking boars, uh, boars on farm for drinking purposes for sheets and everything is getting thrown in again too, isn't it? So it's just going down another rabbit hole
1: yeah look it is and feds have been working really really hard on that drinking water stuff and have been in direct um contact and negotiation with some of the key people involved in developing that stuff and so hopefully we'll get some some good changes in that you know particularly uh for rural water suppliers um but yeah there's so much of it going on at the moment um that um I've, i' really ask people to consider um you know how much work is being done on their behalf behind the scenes that that you know, the more of it happens, the less farmers want to do it themselves. So if you don't want to be in there doing it yourself, think about who you need to be doing it for you. Um, and, and the good thing about feds is it's a genuine farmer in the room. Every single one of our board members, every single one of our provincial um, executive representatives are actual farmers. So we know the practicalities and uh, they're, you know, genuinely... For the, for the good of farmers, not because we're getting a salary for it, because we're not. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'd just ask people to really give that some thought.
0: And just finally, Bernadette, I mean, just want to touch on farm security at the moment, considering the way things are going regarding fuel prices, etc., More than ever, it's paramount now to be looking after your property.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. I've heard quite a few stories of like, of people that have had, you know, a ute that's been loaded up with stuff from in the workshop and driven off, um, all sorts of stuff like that. And fuel, you know, as fuel prices go up, fuel is going to be, you know, well, it already is more and more valuable, so there will see more and more thefts. Um, interestingly, I looked at I was just you know kind of in trying to talk to people about about this kind of stuff made some inquiries about the cost of farm security systems and for example talking to a, a pretty well-known local supplier to get four good quality security cameras installed around your farmyard all facing different directions um, feeding back the recordings that are being captured on a hard drive in your house or or somewhere like that um, you know, and they can they're good enough quality to capture number plates and, you know, colour imagery and good quality face shots and that kind of stuff. It's about three or four grand to set that up. And it's a pretty significant security system, um, for really not a lot of money when you think about the cost of a you know, a Ute full of your stuff, you know, your own Ute plus full of your your stuff being driven off to goodness knows where. Um and not only that, when we're all at breaking point or close to it anyway, the, the mental um, impact of having somebody go through and ransack your workshop and take half the stuff you needed to use tomorrow, I, I'd kind of question the value of, you know, can you actually put a price on, on, on the value of, of having that peace of mind? So I'd really encourage people to investigate that.
0: Yeah, wise words to finish up with Bernadette. Thanks for your time once again on the muster. Cheers, Andy. Bernadette Hunt there with some great words as well <laughs> regarding farm security, which is paramount at the moment, uh, especially regarding your fuel, etc. We just can't reiterate it enough. You got to look after your assets, because ultimately that's what keeps you moving, especially at this time of year. Up next on the muster, as I said, we're speaking to Logan Evans from Groundswell next regarding three waters meetings coming up and what to expect. Come on, come on, come on, come on.